0: but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God to begin with in the book of Psalms, Psalm 27, beginning at verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army man encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high up on a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. Do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and such as breathe out violence. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Verses 1 through 14, all of Psalm 27. Father, we thank you once again for the powerful and wonderful privilege we have of being able to come to you in prayer each and every day, knowing that you always, always, always have a listening ear for the prayers of your children. Thank you for the blessed and great opportunity we have of being able to open your word every day and spend time one-on-one with you as you speak words of wisdom, counsel, grace, and and empowerment to our hearts, our minds, our lives. And thank you for the opportunity to be hearers and doers of your word. And thank you for the many ways, Lord, in which you use your word to equip us to be the kingdom warriors that you've called us to be. Help us to be mindful that you let us know in your word, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And if God be for us, who can be against us? Help us to live daily with a bold warrior mindset that We are more than conquerors than him that loved us. We thank you, and we praise you for the chance to know you, to serve you, and to be able to follow you into battle every single day. We thank you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer, and he is going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Father, we're so thankful that our confidence doesn't have to be in ourselves, in our own strength, in our own abilities, but our confidence can be in you. We can rest on you. We can lean on you. We can depend on you. We're thankful for the hope that we have for today and throughout eternity. Help us to do as the, the hymn writer said, ponder anew what the Almighty can do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. I want to continue to remind you, my email is joseph at AFR.net. Again, that's joseph at AFR.net. And we're on a pretty regular basis encouraging you to email us to get some of the prayer resources, uh, prayer and discipleship resources that you can take and use for your own personal spiritual growth that you can use also for the growth and spirit and discipleship of your family but also tools that you can use to be involved in the great work of evangelism and discipleship, evangelizing, discipling others, whether it be online or you taking, you making hard copies and evangelizing, discipling. Otherwise, you're welcome to take and make copies of all these items that we send to you. So we encourage you to do that. Again, my email, joseph at afr.net. Again, joseph at afr.net for any of the prayer resources, discipleship resources, evangelism resources that we provide. We're glad to share them with you. Today, we're looking specifically at the topic called to a warrior mindset. Again, called to a warrior mindset. And part of the reason why I think this is such an important topic is whether we like it or not, every day of our lives we deal with serious spiritual warfare. You know, I, I can understand that sometimes people may think, I don't like to think of life as being warfare and being on the battlefield and having to fight every day. Well, um, I can understand why some may not like that, but the reality is life is a battlefield, and we're wise to understand the landscape of our life. And again, it's a, it's not a beach. It's not a picnic. It's not a park. Life is a battlefield, and it's important that we as believers are wise enough to take the counsel and wisdom of God's Word, which helps to prepare us to see and understand that life is a battlefield. But remember this, our commander-in-chief is our Heavenly Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, and they're more than able to help lead us to victory, but the key is for us to listen to our commanders and obey them. Listen to and obey them. So as we look at the Word of God, we, want, we started off looking at Psalm 27, and so we want to look now in Ephesians chapter six, a very uh, well-known passage that refers to putting on the whole armor of God. As we look at our topic today, in particular, though, I really want you to pay attention to both the insights it share. This passage shares the commands, but also note uh, this is one more reason why we're wise to approach life with a warrior mindset, because. It's going to take us being wise and skilled warriors to go forward in life victoriously. So note then, God wants us to be well-prepared warriors. So here in this passage, it explains ways for us to prepare for the spiritual battles that we deal with daily in our lives. Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Verses 10 through 20, Ephesians chapter 6. Again, today we're looking at the topic called to a warrior mindset. And as we see in this passage here, Ephesians 6 verses 10 to 20, obviously God is helping us and teaching us the importance of preparing ourselves to be warriors on the battlefields of life. Note, it uses the word specifically in verse 12. It says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Well, keep in mind, you know, we live in a physical world, but also at the same time, there's the spirit world right there, uh, concurrent to the physical world. If somehow or another we could look out say, look out the window or the door of your house and see into the spirit world. You'd see angels and demons going back and forth, often battling one another in all sorts of skirmishes and battles. Why? Because the reality is in the spirit world, there's battles going on all the time in many places, in our own homes, in our communities, in our state, our nation, our world. Lots of spiritual warfare because the reality is that's the nature of the world we live in and so here in verses 10 through 20 the lord gives us very important wisdom and instruction and insight about preparing ourselves for the spiritual battlefield of life that you and i live in every single day it lets us know that we're not wrestling against flesh and blood but we're wrestling against principalities powers against the rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places in other words, we're wrestling against the devil and his demonic horde, his demonic army. You know, the devil's not in not everywhere. He's not um, omnipresent like God is. He's in one place at a time. But the fact is he has a large army of demons that work for him. But thank the Lord there are more angels than there are demons, and the angels work for God. The angels that, are, of course, are part of the family and the army of God. And as we pray, as we obey God, as we follow God— Amongst other things, the angels of God are mobilized on our behalf. So our prayer life is very important to that. And we'll be talking more about that. But I want to take a moment to uh, share a passage in the book of 1 Samuel. And uh, we we might run into the break and have to finish on the other side. But in 1 Samuel, it has the story about uh, King David. And this is before he's actually become the king of Israel. But King David... Uh, when he is actually running from Saul. He has a small army that it follows him and is serving him. But in 1 Samuel chapter 30, beginning at verse 1, it tells us these words of this particular inc- incident in King David's life. Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag attacked Ziklag and burned it with fire and had taken Captive, the women and those who were there, from small to great. They did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was, burned with fire, and their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept, until they had no power to weep. And, David, and David's two wives, Ahinoam the Jezreelitess, and Abigail the widow of Nabal the Carmelite, had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Then David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, please bring the ephod here to me. And Abiathar brought the ephod to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. So David went, he and the six hundred men who were with him, and came to the brook Besor, where those stayed who were left behind. But David pursued He and 400 men, for 200 stayed behind who were so weary that they could not cross the brook Besor. Then they found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David, and they gave him bread and he ate, and they let him drink water. And they gave him a piece of a cake of figs and two clusters of raisins. So when he he had eaten, his strength came back to him, for he had eaten no bread nor drink nor drunk water for three days. And three nights, then David said to him, "To whom do you belong, and where are you from?" And he said, "I'm a young man from from Egypt, servant of an Amalekite, and my master left me behind because three days ago I fell sick. We made an invasion of the southern area of the Carathites, and the territory which belongs to Judah, and of the southern area of Caleb, and we burned Ziklag with fire." And David said to him. Can you take me down to this troop? Verses 1 through 15, 1 Samuel chapter 30. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. We'll pick up right there on the other side. We'll be right back. Fred Hammond with If My People. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. If my people who are called by my, my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then will I hear from heaven and heal their land. How important for us as believers to be mindful of the truths of that passage that God gives us a battle strategy for dealing with the challenges of our lives. We're looking today. ...at the topic, called to a warrior mindset. And specifically, we were reading a passage, a powerful story in the life of David before he became king. But he was a warrior and a commander of a small army. And they came back to their home base of Ziklag and found that it had been attacked by the Amalekites, burned and and their wives and children had been carried off. Well, we pick up now reading in chapter 30... Continuing chapter 30, verse 11. Then they found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David, and they gave him bread and he ate. And they let him drink water, and they gave him a piece of a cake of figs and two clusters of raisins. So when he had eaten, his strength came back to him, for he had eaten no bread nor drunk water for three days and three nights. Then David said to him, To whom do you belong and where are you from? And he said, I'm a young man from Egypt, servant of an Amalekite, and my master left me behind because three days ago I fell sick. We made an invasion of the southern area of the Cherithites in the territory which belongs to Judah, and of the southern area of Caleb, and we burned Ziklag with fire. And David said to him, Can you take me down to this troop? So he said, swear to me my swear to me by god that you will neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master and i will take you down to this troop and when he had brought him down there they were spread out over all the land eating and drinking and dancing because of all the great spoil which they had taken from the land of the philistines and from the land of judah Then David attacked them from twilight until the evening of the next day. Not a man of them escaped, except 400 young men who rode on camels and fled. So David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away, and David rescued his two wives. And and nothing of theirs was lacking, either small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything which they had taken from them. David recovered all. Then David took all the flocks and herds they had driven before those other livestock. And he said, this is David's spoil. Verses 1 through 20, 1 Samuel chapter 30. Again, a powerful story in the life of David. Now remember, this is a story before David even became king, but it has some powerful insights and lessons for all of us as it relates to the reality of spiritual warfare. Again, as this story unfolds, David and his men, of 600, a small army of 600 men, come back to their home base of Ziklag and find that the Amalekites have attacked it. They invaded the south, and they burned the city with fire, and they had taken captive the women and children of the of the arm of the men of the army. Well, at first their reaction is one of sorrow. They were so upset. And they began to cry and to weep and were just just really down and discouraged. And some of David's men actually thought about stoning him. They were just upset over the loss of their families. But then, by the grace of God, they were wise enough to come to themselves and decide. And David, in his wisdom, as the leader of this, as the commander and leader of this small army, he decided instead of dis- being depressed and discouraged and all upset, he decided, Let's go to God and ask him for wisdom about what to do in this situation. Let's, let's not just cry about the problem. Let's do something about it. Well, note what takes place then. So it says, once, just to read a portion once again, verse 7, it says, Then David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, Please bring the ephod here to me. And Abiathar brought the ephod to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? Now note a very important truth in this passage. David and his men, their initial reaction to the burning of their city and the loss of their wives and their children was to be upset, to cry, to be angry, and to be disturbed. But then David, in his wisdom, decides, let's go to God and pray and seek his wisdom about how to address this problem, this tragedy, this difficulty. David goes to God in prayer on his behalf and on behalf of his, his small army. He asks God, Lord, shall we pursue the enemy and will we overtake them? Notice how God responds. God responds to David's prayer Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them, and without fail, recover all. Well, praise God. Before David does, before he and his men do anything to go back and go after the people that had carried off their wives and children, David is wise enough to go to God in prayer, to ask for his wisdom, his guidance, and direction. And God responds. God speaks to David's heart and lets him know, yes, you should go after go after them, pursue them. And God gives them an assurance that surely they would catch up with them and without fail, they would recover everything that they lost. Now, that's a big promise. But on the other hand, it's not a, that big of a promise from God because remember, God can do anything. He's El Shaddai. So David, by the grace of God, sought God in prayer and God let him know, yes, go after them and you're going to recover everything everything. Well praise God, the fact that he was wise enough to seek God in prayer. you know how tragic it is that in the spiritual warfare of life, sometimes when tragedy or difficulties or challenges come our way, what a tragedy it is that sometimes we'll cry about our problems, we'll be upset about our problems, we'll be discouraged. sometimes believers can get depressed over a problem but sadly in too many instances, believers they don't seek God. they don't go to God in prayer and say, Lord, What shall I do? How shall I deal with this? Lord, shall I try to reverse this situation? Shall I try to go back and attack the situation? What should I do, Lord? Keep in mind, God always, always, always has a listening ear for the prayers of his children. God is ready to answer prayer. But remember this, there's not a prayer to answer if you don't pray. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. So a very important truth behind the spiritual warfare of life is to understand this. We as believers need to be believers that will go to God in prayer and ask him for wisdom and guidance and for strategy in dealing with the challenges and the the difficulties of life. All of us have challenges in our individual lives. We have challenges in our families. We have challenges in our communities, our state, our nation, our world. But we as God's people need to be wise enough to go to God in prayer and say, Lord, What should I do? Show me what to do. Guide me, Lord. Shall I pursue? And remember, God is ready to answer prayer. In fact, God loves to answer prayer. But remember, the Word of God tells us in the book of James, you have not because you ask not. Many times there are blessings and answers to prayer that God is ready to give. He wants to give. In fact, many times he wants to answer our prayers many times more than we want them answered because it's a part of his plan of what he wants to do. But sometimes how tragic it is that it doesn't happen, God doesn't get to answer the prayer because some of God's people don't even pray. Prayer is a major spiritual uh, weapon. It's a weapon whereby we can do battle every every day and be victorious as we pray in faith, believing that God will hear and answer our prayers as we pray according to God's Word. Father, thank you for the opportunity for us to seek you in prayer for wisdom as to how to address the challenges and the difficulties and the problems and the trials that come up in our lives. Anoint us afresh with the spirit of prayer. Help us to be wise enough to be very prayerful about what we do and how we do it. And thank you for the example of David, who was wise enough to go to you in prayer instead of just crying about his problems and being upset and being angry over his problems. He was wise enough to go to you for guidance and wisdom and help to be victorious in dealing with the challenges of life. Help us, Lord, to walk in that same kind of wisdom every day. We thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, pretty regularly we talk about the importance of using Psalm 91 as a weapon, and our ongoing encouragement to every believer is pray Psalm 91 every single day. Now you may ask, well, why is that important? And Well, the fact is, as we're looking at the topic, Call to a Warrior Mindset, Keep in mind, one of the reasons why you and I should would be wise to pray Psalm 91 over our lives and over our families every day is because the battles we deal with are daily. We deal with battles and spiritual warfare every single day. The dangers in our world are daily dangers. We hear of shootings in so many communities. We hear of um, problems. We hear of people being kidnapped into sex trafficking, trafficking, all kinds of issues going on in, a, in the dangerous world we live in. And remember, no one can protect you like God can. So a very important part of being, oh, having a warrior mindset is using one of the great weapons within... Now remember, the whole Bible, all of God's Word is the sword of the Spirit as Ephesians chapter 6 draws out very clearly. But there are weapons within the weapon of the sword of the Spirit. And one of those powerful weapons is Psalm 91. So... I want to I want to take a moment now for us to pray Psalm 91. But my encouragement to you is if you don't have a copy, email us to get a copy. But begin to pray it daily over yourself and over your family every single day. Father, thank you, Lord, for us today. Thank you for all those that are part of our listening family and those we lifted up earlier today. Father, today we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and so we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Today I say to the Lord, you are our refuge and our fortress, our God, and you do we trust. Surely you deliver us from the fouler snare and from the noisome pestilence. You cover us with your feathers and under your wings do we trust. Your truth is our shield and buckler. And so we are not afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor for the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at our side and ten thousand at our right hand, but it shall not come near us. Only with our eyes shall we look and see the reward of the wicked. Because we have made the Lord our refuge, even the most higher habitation, no evil will befall us, neither shall any plague come near our dwelling." For you give your angels charge over us to keep us all our ways. They bear us up in their hands, lest we dash our foot against the stone. We tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. We trample underfoot. Because we have set our love upon you, therefore you deliver us. You set us on high because we have known your name. We call upon you and you answer us. You are with us in trouble. You deliver us and honor us with long life. You satisfy us and show us your salvation. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Of course, it doesn't, as you can see, it doesn't take long to pray through Psalm 91. And again, our encouragement to you is that every believer within the sound of my voice on this broadcast, we're encouraging, yes, we're talking to you. We're encouraging you to pray it every single day. But also pray it for yourself and pray it over your family every single day. But parents, I want to challenge you with a very important challenge. I would encourage you, to figure out a way to motivate each of your children to memorize it and begin to teach and train them to pray Psalm 91 every day as well. Why is that important? Well, the reason being is because we as believers are to be wise enough to approach our lives with a warrior mindset, but also we are wise as Christian parents to teach and train our children to do the same thing, for them too to become warrior-minded and have a warrior mindset. Why? Because They're living on the same battlefield you are. And the fact is sometimes our children in school settings and other settings, they're dealing with battles that we as parents are not dealing with. We as grandparents, our grandchildren deal with battles that sometimes we know little or nothing about. And sometimes, very often, the battle and the battlefields are very intense battles. And the most powerful weapon in the universe is the Word of God. So as we learn to come up with ways to teach and train and motivate our children to read the Word of God every day and to put the Word of God to work in their lives every day, that's very, very important for us to do. So parents, uh, we continue to encourage you. If you don't already have the habit of having your children each to read three chapters out loud to you every day, please start today because that too is an important step in equipping your child with the sword of the Spirit in their mind and their heart. Yes, our children need that weapon as well. Yes, parents, we can pray for our children, but remember, they have to learn how to fight battles for themselves, even as children and, of course, as they grow into adulthood as well. But remember, the battles don't start once they get grown. The battles start the moment your child enters this world. In fact, they start before your child enters the world. So teaching our children to read the Word daily is so important, teaching them how to pray as well. And so parents, again, Teach and train your children to pray Psalm 91 every day so that they can learn to pray it for themselves. And Dad and Mom, your child may one day, their praying and standing on Psalm 91 may very well save their life and may save the lives of all the other children in their school as well. Let's equip our children to be warriors on the battlefield of life as well. You're listening to the Hour of As We're looking today at the topic called... To, war, to a warrior mindset. Again, call to a warrior mindset. We'll be right back. The song simply entitled, Tremble. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Today we're looking at the topic, called to a warrior mindset. How important it is that we as believers seek to do that, called to a warrior mindset. And we looked at uh, Psalm 27 and Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 20 as well, and 1 Samuel chapter 30 as well, an important story in the Word of God about King David. You know, keep in mind in 1 Samuel chapter 30, the, in that story, remember David and his men immediately reacted to the problem of their family, their city, home city being burned and their wives and children being kidnapped. Their immediate reaction was one of being upset, angry, crying, and and, and oh, again, some of them wanted to stone the leader, David. But remember this, it wasn't until they came to themselves and focused on God and looking to God for guidance, wisdom, and help, that they began to move towards coming up with a solution. They, David looked to God in prayer. He prayed to God, and God gave him guidance and direction about what to do. And they did it, and they were victorious. Now, keep in mind, the men, as warriors, rescued their wives and children. Now, keep in mind, to all of us as believers, remember, spiritually speaking, God calls all of us to have this same kind of approach. Remember, in the kingdom of God, actually, we as God's people are called to always be on offense 100% of the time. Remember this and be mindful of this reality. We live in a world where the kingdom of darkness, sadly, is very aggressive. We see the devil trying to attack in so many ways. The devil's trying to He's, he's sought to overrun our society in so many ways to take over and dominate the landscape in our schools and in our government and in, in every part of life. But remember this, the Bible says, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. The Spirit of God is on the inside of us. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they are inside of us. And they equip us and prepare us for war and we're called to have a warrior mindset because... Even if we don't really want to think of it this way, the fact is, as we've mentioned, you're dealing with battles every day of your life. Well, the fact is, as we learn to move in the wisdom and the power of God, we can see victory after victory as we look to God and trust God to be our shield, to be our sword, to be our help in all circumstances. So it's very important that we seek to do just that. The Word of God tells us this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So learning how to be more skillful in using our faith is very, very important. I can't overemphasize how important that is. And parents, it's so important that we're, as I would mentioned earlier, Seeking to equip our children, obviously, first to come to know Christ, doing our part to help lead them to Christ, to encourage them to come to commit their hearts and their lives to the Lord is so important. So, yes, many a child have been led to the Lord by their parents as their parents have invited them to make that very important step. Many of children have gotten saved in church or in revivals, but the important truth is that they get saved, that they come to know Christ. But once they're saved, parents, it's our responsibility As the Great Commission tells us in Matthew 28, we're to go into all the world and make disciples. And we start in our own lives and in the lives of our families. Very, very important. What are some of the battles that our children are dealing with? Why is it so important that we're equipping them to be warrior-minded in their world and in their uh, circumstances as well? Some might say, well, children are young. Let them grow up. Well, the fact is, sadly, some children never get to grow up because the world is such a dangerous tragic place in so many ways. What are some of the battlefields our children and youth deal with? A few of them include bullying and dealing with bullying online and in person, uh, peer pressure, uh, suicide, depression, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, and the list could go on and on. All of these are battles that our children are dealing with. And so, yes, we need to do our part to seek God for wisdom and grace in equipping our children to be well-equipped warriors as well because they are on the battlefield right now. You know, obviously, in the story of David, it was the wives and the children were kidnapped by the enemy. We'll see Satan, spiritually speaking, he wants to do the same things to our families. He wants to kidnap them into the kingdom of darkness. He wants them to be captivated and fully given to darkness. Well, it's important that we as believers do our part to, when necessary, to rescue our children out of the kingdom of darkness. How do we do that? Sharing the gospel with our children, seeking to really equip them with the word of God every single day. You know, even when I was recently speaking to a parent about this, but uh, she shared about, she had a daughter that seemed to be somewhat rebellious these days and not really seeking God like she once did. Well, parents, a very wise strategy, a kingdom strategy and a spiritual warfare strategy is figure out a way to motivate your child and have them to begin to read the Word of God to you every day out loud as something we've mentioned before. And one of the reasons that's so important and so productive is this very truth. The Word of God is Jesus. And Jesus is the Word of God. When your child is reading the Word of God, Jesus is dealing with that son or that daughter. Jesus is working on that son or daughter. Jesus is having important life interaction with your son or daughter when they're reading the Word of God. Remember, when they're reading God's Word, God is also reading them as well. He's, he's setting them on fire with the fire of the Holy Spirit. The, the Word of God is permeated with the anointed Holy Spirit who is the fire of God. So, parents, having your child read daily is a great way to begin to instill the eternal Word of God in the minds and the hearts of our children. That's a very important battle strategy for every parent, helping to plant the powerful and precious Word in our hearts and our children's mind. There's no mightier weapon in all of the universe than the wonderful and powerful Word of God. We hope that you will do that. Father, thank you for every parent listening. Thank you for the opportunity you give us as parents and grandparents to to help our children to come to become come to know Christ and then to grow up in Christ. The opportunity we have to help our children to become young warriors with a warrior mindset, young warriors who are wise enough to yes pray Psalm ninety one every day, knowing it's a powerful weapon to wield in their life every day. Uh, help us to be wise enough to teach and train our children to. Get into the Word and read and meditate on the Word of God significantly every day. And help us, Lord, to teach our children to really pray and seek you in prayer every single day, knowing that just like we saw in the example of David, when we have a problem, crying about it doesn't fix it, complaining about it, getting upset, getting angry over it, none of those fix a problem. But when we're wise enough to go to you in prayer, Lord, you are more than able to help us fix a problem. You're more than able to give us the wisdom and the grace to know how to address and fix and fix. Uh, deal with the problem that we're facing, and you teach us how to be victorious. Thank you for that opportunity. We thank you and we praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, you know, uh, for time's sake, we're not going to read Hebrews 11, but Hebrews 11 is sometimes referred to as the Hall of Fame of Faith. And keep in mind, it's a powerful chapter, but it's a good chapter for you. Actually, it's a good chapter for us as believers to read and study, but also to have our children to read and study as well. For example, having them to read it to you, Dad or Mom. And let me tell you why. It lists a number of what you could refer to as people who would you could call heroes of the faith. Every single person mentioned in Hebrews 11 has a powerful story to be shared. And taking time to talk about and to Look into the story behind each person listed in Hebrews 11. Is a, Actually, that's a good battle strategy all by itself too because we can learn an important faith lesson about every single person listed in Hebrews chapter 11. Your children can learn important faith lessons from them, faith lessons they can learn to take and incorporate into their own lives. You know, God's Word says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And verse 6 says, And without faith it's impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. And then Romans chapter 1, verse 17 says, for, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, The righteous shall live by faith. Well, an important question to ask is, Is the Word of God really true? Well, I hope your response is, Of course it's true. It's the Word of God, and God's Word is true. And remember, God always keeps his word. Well, of course, if the if the word of God's true, then we are called to believe that it's true, we're called to act like it's true, and we're called to live live like it's true, and live like its words are really true. So if the Bible tells us and it does, that without faith it's impossible to please him, remember all of us would be wise to stay in the school of faith and never graduate, always learning about how to put our faith to work and how to be warriors of the battlefields of life because, again, the Bible tells us taking the shield of faith, uh, which helps us to conquer all the, the fiery darts of the wicked one. And so putting our faith to work is an important goal every day because a warrior with a warrior mindset knows that the shield of faith is an important part of your equipment and your armament to go forth in victory. Father, thank you for the chance to walk in faith every day. Help us to be wise enough to strengthen our faith to Read and meditate on your word and build our faith that way. Help us to make time to listen to good messages that help to strengthen and build our faith and to fortify our faith. And help us to know, Lord, that as wise warriors, that's one of the ways whereby we walk more and more in victory. Always walking and speaking and standing in faith on the powerful word of God. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today, And you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today is a great day to be saved today is a great day to make the step of asking Jesus Christ to come into your heart to be the Lord and Savior of your life if you want to make that step would you simply pray this prayer with me now Lord Jesus thank you for loving me so so very much you came to this world a long time ago you lived You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many ways. Lord, I repent and turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Become my Lord and Savior. You told us in the Bible, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your Spirit. Help me to live my whole life for you. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're very much wanting to be in communication with you. We'd like to touch base with you. Please email us. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to get some information and resources to you by way of email. Truths and resources that will help you to begin to grow and grow up strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Please email us. Once again, my email, joseph at afr.net. Again today we're looking at the we were looking at the topic called to a warrior mindset. We hope that you'll take these truths to heart. I want to encourage you to go back and listen to this podcast uh, one in podcast form. Listen to it again because these are truths that'll help every believer and our children to become warrior mindset believers who will go forward as warriors who are victorious in their lives. Hope you'll do that. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the hour. I'm intercession.